Welcome to the Bill Cartwright Show with Steve Cohen, our special guest, USF extraordinaire, Julie Kanji. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, Bill and Steve. Um, it's, it's just an honor to be here. You know, Julie, you have had such a uh, great career at USF. What I want to do is to get to know you really quickly in this period of time. I want you to talk about where you grew up and talk about your parents and your siblings. Well, I tell you, <clears throat> I grew up in Miami, Florida, um, born and raised there to uh, Fred and Catherine Howland. My last name is H-A-L-L-I-N actually, Howland. Um, my mom, when she went into labor, never knew she was having twins. Back then, then they didn't have sonograms or anything. And 10 minutes later, out popped another child named Julie um, and my twin sister, Joni. Um, my mom actually went into complete shock. She had to return all her single strollers for double strollers. Um, she was in such shock that when we were in the hospital, we were just girl A and girl B for two weeks. Um, finally getting our names, Joan and Julie, um, but the initials, the A and the B lasted, they stayed. So my name, my official name at birth was Julie B. Howland. Anyways, um, after five long years, I guess my mom already had um, my brother, Bill, that was three years old at the time, and my sister, Bonnie, that was two years. And um, after five years, they separated, they divorced, and my mom went on her own to raise four kids um, back in the 50s. Um, and from that, not, living on a, she was pretty much on a fixed income with four kids. Um, I learned from a young age at 15 that if I wanted anything in life, I would have to go work for it myself. So at 15, I started a job at food fair in Miami, had to walk to work and walk back from work at 15 just to get the simple things in life. Like I wanted a class ring or I wanted a yearbook. I would have to um, earn that money myself. Um, so let's see, my twin and I, very competitive all our lives. I was the athletic one. She was the scholar, um, in junior high, I excelled in sports. Um, I was a catcher on the softball team and also played on our basketball team. Um, while my sister made all the straight A's and I made the B's, um, went on to high school, um, I left my sports behind. I wanted to be a dancer. So I joined this troupe of 40 girls. We were called the Shatnets and we were modeled after the Rockettes. So if you can imagine a line of 40 girls and at half yeah, at halftime games, football at Miami Palmetto, um, we would do all the kick routines and such. And further on along the line, this would help me with the spirit squad that we had at USF. Anyways, um, the most famous thing about my high school was we produced one Miss Universe and that was Sylvia Hitchcock, 1967. And the most famous thing about my high school was, um, he's pretty famous right now, his na name is Jeff Bezos. And he's the owner of, of course, Amazon. So he's a, a graduate alum of my high school. And I'm proud of that to a degree because how else would you have ever heard of Miami Palmetto High? So that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> is that too funny so you grew up in in miami uh -huh. um, a long way from 
San Francisco. Oh, yeah. So how did that happen? Well, I, let me just get one back to one thing real quick. I forgot about um, in my nervousness was um, I never went to college. I went straight into working and I worked for the Boy Scouts of America. And I worked in the camping department. I was the assistant to the um, director of camping, Sam Waltz, his name was. But anyways, um, I had opportunities like with these scoutmasters. This one guy was a really good whittler and he whittled me a baby grand piano because I was convinced that I was going to meet Billy Joel at his concert. And so I had a baby grand piano made out of, um, a, I think it was kind of um, airplane wood, very light. And I had it engraved and it said, the greatest gift of life is to give something that will outlast it. I brought it to the concert. It was in West Hollywood. And this is right when the Piano Man song came out and what have you. And I showed it to the stagecoach, um, the stage worker, and he said, look for me after the show and you're going to go meet Billy Joel. So I went, great, that's what I came here to do. And I did. I met Billy Joel. We did one of these hand things. His hands were so small compared to mine. I was, I was in shock. But, um, and another, another great thing that I did working for the Boy Scouts was, and you'll die on this one, Bill. Um, Jackie Gleason, I don't know if you remember Jackie Gleason, Away We Go to the Moon Alice. Um, he ran this golf tournament called the um, Jackie Gleason Inverary Classic. And I was, believe this or not, and I didn't know who he was at the time, I was Mickey Mantle's caddy and wow. at, this, at this golf tournament. And I'm like, you know, I'm not impressed. I didn't follow baseball at the time. I was only like 19. But anyways, um, I was more impressed with the fact that Jack Nicholas was playing with President Ford and President Ford was my idol at the time. Um, he'd just gotten out of um, office of presidency. And then also meeting Bob Hope, Lee Trevino. It was like, you know, I have all these pictures to remember those memories. So that was a great, that was a great exit out of Miami and um, away from Miami. But you asked me, how did I come to San Francisco? Um, my sister, my twin at the time, flew for National Airlines. And she was always picking up these round trip um, trips to San Francisco. And she's like, you gotta, you can't, you have to see the city. So my mom and I got on a plane in 1977. We flew out here with my sister and came to San Francisco for a week. And I was just like amazed. I was blown away. I was, it was like Disney World on, on steroids. I, every, every picture, every corner you took um, just showed another beautiful scene of San Francisco. And I was hooked. I was hooked. So I went back to Florida. Um, I was over the sun and fun at that point in my life. And I worked three different jobs to save enough money to move out to San Francisco the year later. And that's when I arrived in 1978. Actually, September of 1978 is when I got to San Francisco. Oh. So can you talk about your first job when you got there and then talk about what led you to USF? My first job when I arrived here was, let's just try to make this quick. I was working for the B of A, Bank of America, right there on Vanessa Market, um, doing this horrible job, microfishing people's statements and stuff. It was horrible. Um, and I would have to take a bus. I lived on 16th and Guerrero. 
Uh, now picture this, I'm suburbia Miami, went downtown Miami maybe once in my life. And I'm living on 16th and Guerrero. And it, I, I felt like the city was so tight and crushing to me because I wasn't used to that. You know, I'm used to spacious suburbia, but anyways, I'd have to take a bus. I'd have to go down 16th Mission, get all the whistles and all the, you know, in this, get on the 16th Mission to get to Van Ness. One time I had a guy come up to me and accuse me that I was a, um, a fire starter because I was reading this book on, on, I don't know what it was. It was a mystery book or whatever. But anyways, I'm just this young girl, like freaking out on these people because they're, they're different. They're a little bit different. But anyways, I went from um, B of A to... Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that was located right across the street from Pier 39, and that was a nice job. I worked for um, actually the Cal State part of Blue Cross Blue Shield at the time. I stayed there three years, and then I moved on to Entry, and that was my my biggest success was at Entry Intermediaries. We were um, intermediary intermediary company for insurance companies like. Um, if, I, I remember there was this one, we would reinsure the insurers for movie productions and such. And I remember there was the Harvey's Casino in Lake Tahoe that was blew up or exploded or something like that. Um, and then we would have to go out and find insurers to cover the premiums on that, to cover the insurance. That was interesting. That was downtown. Um, one, of the, one of the most surprising things that happened to me was we were located at One Market Plaza uh, Spear Street Towers, and on the 16th floor, a floor below us, there was a big shootout um, at the Mission Insurance Company. A husband accused his wife of having an affair with the the owner of the Mission Insurance Company, and there was a big shootout, and, we, and we're looking out our windows, and all we see are ambulances and police cars, and no one's telling us a thing for six hours. We were stuck in our office at One Market Plaza. Um, and I think I thought, gosh, this is too much for me. I lasted there three years, four years, and I just wanted something mellow without um, all of this excitement. So I looked and I applied at the University of San Francisco in 1984. Never heard of a Jesuit institution before. I just applied. I thought it was UCSF, to tell you the truth. Um, and I applied for this position at the School of Education in front of like, gosh, it was a eight different people had to interview me to get this job for entry level position in 1984. It was tough, tough getting in on that campus. Wow. So who finally hired you and talk, talk about how you moved around at USF? Well, I, I got hired at the School of Education. Oh, let me ask you a question. Who was the president then? Father Luskiavo. I've been, through, I've been through four presidents. Yeah, Father Los Quijava was the president at the time. Um, they were all still located on main campus um, over at Campion Hall, I believe. It's where the president's office was at the time when I started. But um, I got hired at the school bed and it was exciting. I loved it. Um, back then, all the schools did their own admissions. We did our own graduations. So we were all self-contained. There was not one, you know, there wasn't a general area for all of this now the way it is. Um, so I was kind of like a jack of all trades when I started there. Um, they just, 
they inserted me wherever they needed me type of thing. Um, but I worked hard and I advanced to credential analyst, which was an exempt position. Um, and what I would have to do is not train the students to become teachers, but they would come to me for advice on all the credential. I, I, was, I had to be up on all the credentialing laws, um, go to Sacramento once a month. And um, that was really, I, I liked, probably liked that job the best because it was, it was up there in the ranks. Um, but I lasted at School of Ed six years, six years. And then I applied for student affairs with um, Carmen Jordan Cox was the vice president of student affairs. And I worked in the university center running all the reservations for rooms, anything that was non-academic, you would come to me. Um, if you needed, let's say the McLaren room set up, you'd come to me. I ran the student, um, uh, what was it? The games room, it was called the underground. I don't know if you remember that. It was a arcade for students. Um, we had a we had a, a floors on campus. We had a dry cleaners. We had like a 7-Eleven run by ASUSF. Those were the days. I think I lasted there a little over three years. We had a lot of stuff going on back then at, at that time. Um, but yeah, it was, we, we did father. So then father Schlegel comes along, right? And while I was at the um, university center, we had to do his inaugural ball. And he was high on like, just blowing everything out of the water. We had the searchlights in the sky outside. Each floor of the university center was um, a different kind of band. Like we had a big band on the top floor. We had a jazz band on the second floor. Then we had the rock on the third floor because all the students were all included. Um, that was a big job. I think there was four of us women in student affairs that were in charge of that as far as making sure students didn't get drunk, making sure they were carded. Um, it was crazy, but it was, it was fun. It, we, we pulled it off. Somehow we pulled it off for Father Schlegel. Let me check my notes here. I don't want to, make, I don't want to forget anything here. Well, this um, is what I want to ask you. Yeah. Talk about the differences when you moved over to athletics. What are the differences in the differences in the job? Because I, I think that really suits you, athletics. I did. I did because I was always um, a competitive person all my life. Um, I guess having a twin did that to me. But the difference was in athletics, I was more involved in alumni and the athletes and the student athletes. At the university center working for student affairs, it, that was strictly working just with pretty much with students and uh, department heads because I was putting on their shows for them or what have you. But um, coming to athletics, so I was with Bill Henneberry, for, uh, you, you know, Bill Henneberry, of course. We were, we were called athletic development at the time. And at that time we fell under advancement. Um, I'm not sure why, but we, we fell under advancement and not athletics at the time. And we would do all of the Super Bowl drawings. The golf tournaments happened there. We were, we were charged with the Green and Gold Club, okay? And we were charged with um, raising funds for 10 scholarships, 10 scholarships, which, you know, it was $500,000 or what have you. So Bill Hindenburg came up with these wonderful ideas, these wonderful, we did, we did luncheons for, Coheric, luncheons for Javashiani, luncheons for the Cohens. We did all these memorial lunches to keep those memorial scholarships um, going. 
Plus we had to raise again, 10, money for 10 scholarships, which at the time probably was about Um, And then what happened was athletic development became athletics. So we moved down to athletics. We were in a trailer outside of Memorial Gym. And that's where we were hunkered down at. um, And we fell under athletics. Um, Let's see. He left by that time he retired. He was was retired when he was working for um, athletic development. But then I fell under a couple other people after that. Gregson Padian was my boss at one time. Um, and really charged with doing a lot more fundraising than before, because now we're all a part of athletics. So I have to fall under athletics guidelines and what have you. Since you're now in athletics, talk about um, just a couple, and I know it's going to be hard, of your favorite teams. All of them. <laughs> no, you only get two. I was always, I, no, I always told myself when I was working in athletics that I would try to stay unbiased. But of course, you know, we all have our private favorite teams. Um, of course, my favorite all-time team was volleyball. And that has a lot to do with going to Europe with them as their chaperone in 2012. Um, I, I fought so hard, though, against going because I, I, I'm just like... I don't know, scared of the unknown or what was going to, you know, I just didn't want to travel that far, but I did. And it was the best decision of my life. Um, it was coach uh, Gilad Duran was the coach at the time. And he had everything so perfectly mapped out. We got to see so much while we were there, um, which I'll hold in my heart forever. I made such close connections with the girls. I was kind of like the cool mom. Um but I had a daughter the same age. So I'm like, if I wouldn't let her, you know, Alex do it, then I wouldn't let them do it. But anyways, um, we just, we, we went to the baths. We went to the baths. Uh, we went to Prague. We went to Italy. It was just amazing. And out of that travel, I became very close to one of the um, athletes. And I actually became her adopted mom. She was at USF. I our team, of course, was baseball. Um, because oh, I just always who, felt that baseball. Who were the gal or gals you were close to? Uh, her name was Leanna Ludes. I think you knew her. Yes. She worked for, she worked for me when she graduated. Leanna. Um, yeah, Leanna and I became very close. Um, we were both Leos. We just had so much in common. Um, and now I'm her. She just had a baby, and I'm I'm the fairy godmother of the baby um, that she just had, Edison. Um, We've stayed close. I'm really good friends with her mom. Her mom and I talk all the time. It's just those connections, you know? I've I've had a few, I would say probably in my lifetime there, I probably have had 25 to 30 kids that I've adopted and that like wish me happy Mother's Day and things like that along the way. And that's something so, close to my heart because I just feel that my time at USF was so special because here I was used to this this crazy downtown atmosphere and I come to USF and I'm like this this is wonderful I you know I just I guess I fit in pretty well you know 
you kind of feel like you're at home. Uh, so the, the, you mentioned the volleyball team, and then <clears throat> who's your second team? Baseball. 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 Now, okay, I mean, can I get a little personal here? Um, of course, Stephen. I, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a crush on the coach. That didn't help. And I mean, uh, Nino. I'm, I'm this Italian. I had this thing about Italians, but anyways, so Nino's kids, it can, it's better. It's not that bad. So Nino's two children and my daughter all went to school together at St. Vincent de Paul. Actually, my daughter would babysit the kids once in a while. But anyway, so we were, we did a lot of school community things together. But with that said, um, I just felt that Nino was such a well-rounded, great coach. Um, he built community with his kids. They all come back. Uh, alumni weekend, probably one of the biggest alumni weekends that we have amongst our sports. Um, he built a foundation there and they're, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm really aware of that. And I helped him with the um, Monsignor, Monsignor Moran Crab Feed is one of their annual alumni events. And I was with them for the start of that, the beginning of that. Um, we started from, oh my gosh, I can't tell you, crack and crab in the, the uh, hallway over at, um, over at McLaren Hall. And then we got, you know, we got better and we went off campus and such, but his kids, he'd make them all work the dinners. They all had to serve if they were freshmen, sophomores. And even before that, he made them tend to the grass, to, to Benedetti Field. Um, we had a woman named Edith Williams in plants. She ran the plant services and she was all for them handling the whole field. So things like that, I remember. And just how whenever I would need a hand, a helping hand or a group of kids, they were the first ones to volunteer. They do the turkey one every Thanksgiving. They run down to uh, whatever that store is down there and get, they bring back the turkeys back up the hill. Um, just they're just together. They're just really together team. And now I'm probably going to get hate mail from everybody else. Nah, I think everybody. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> he's, as a matter of fact, he lives right down the road from me. He's, he's yes, great, he does. That's right. Stevie. I think you've had an amazing career, Julie, over there. And I think that's important about just all the people that you've met. And you started after Bill's great basketball teams there, obviously. So yeah, I didn't know about him. <laughs> you know about that team, but um, I think you're an example of how you never know where life will lead you, right? Could you elaborate Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Um, well, I guess you know, coming from a background of not having a college education, it truly does limit you. Um, and I knew I was going to have to start at the bottom, no, no matter where I worked. Um, but coming to USF was a godsend because I was in such a hurried life downtown, working downtown, um, catching buses and my sneakers and this and that. I did, that didn't suit me. I'm not like that. And to, to go to USF, to apply to USF, um, I just saw immediately the change in the scenery and it's low key and you're, you're amongst family and you know, and you're, you're working with students. I mean, how cool is that? You know, um, I, I feel like I went to college for 37 years. Uh, I just never graduated, but um, 
I think I think that um, I had something to give and they had something to give back. Um, I truly feel like I was a mentor to a lot of students between the School of Ed. Um, working at the School of Ed, one of my students, he called me up one day and said, would you hire my daughter? And I'm like, Mel, how can that be? Um, your, your daughter's going to school at USF? And he goes, yeah. And I said, sure, I'll interview her. And right away, I knew I was going to hire her because he was such a great student. And this is 30 years before or whatever, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel I'm a compassionate person. I'm a caring person. And I feel like I'm down to earth and real. And so when I got to know donors, it was real. It wasn't just because we were solicitating donations from them. Uh, one of our biggest donors was um, the Ellsworth. Her, her uh, great, great great uncle was uh, Father Jabasciani. And Father Jabasciani at USF was um, a famous teacher back in the 50s, especially for the 51 Dons. And I met her and I instantly fell in love with her. That was the um, Jabasciani luncheon that we used to do. And so we, we it's been 15, 20 years with her. I was a reader at her daughter's wedding. Um, so I feel like I fit in there in that situation because I am so real, sometimes too real maybe. I, I kind of speak my mind sometimes. Um, I never, I never, I'm not fake or anything like that. So I think I was a good, good fit there. I mean, when I met Bill Cartwright, I was just like, hello, sir, how are you? And, and, and we, Bill, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we started talking about age because <laughs> I thought he was older than me. But it turns out I'm older than he is. But anyways, we've got some great stories. I sold Bill his first guitar, by the way. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> and that's another story. You, Frank, Frank Alaco will never forgive yeah. you. We have you Frank, to thank, Julie. What? We have you to thank for his guitar styling. I want to hear him play something, actually. Is he good? No, because what happened was I was bringing my daughter's guitar. She never played it. It was in mint condition. Never been played. Get this. It was kind of like an antique because it was probably bought, see, she 88. It was probably a 90, 92, 93 string guitar. In its original condition, I run into Bill first going, going into work. And I was supposed to be bringing it into Frank Alaco. And I ran into Bill and he's like, God, I love it. La, la, la. And I said, do you want to buy it? And he goes, yeah, sold. Just like that. <laughs> sold. And then Frank Alaco to this day never lets us live that down because it was his guitar. That's, that's just one little story. Don't, don't worry, Julie. Frank will never get that guitar. But I, <laughs> I, but you know what? For him, he, Do he doesn't really want it. He loves the story. It Do you really play it? Yeah. 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 He just likes the fact, that, that, that guitar's in Sacramento. What's it doing in Sacramento? Uh, I'm in Sacramento a lot. I need a guitar out there. What do you, what do you, you, you're going, do you have family in Sacramento? Uh, you're from Florida. I'm from Sacramento. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We've only known each other for so a you get, years. So, so you get to drive a car and I have to fly on that big ugly plane. Oh, God. Hey, Julie, talk about your family. Talk about your husband and your kids. Kid, one kid. Only, I was only blessed with one child. Um, Aldo. Well, you've met Aldo and he's, he's, I swear to God, as, as God is my witness, you're going to get your Chipino dinner from Aldo. Um, That's Steve, about three years old, isn't it? 
Yeah, but I think crab season's coming up and I've got all the time on my hands now. I'll, I'll make sure that we do it for you, Bill. I swear to God, oh, that's a done deal. Um, the story is, is that she's owed me dinner for three years, but don't worry about it. Steve, no, he, he became, Steve, he was a special speaker. My husband volunteers a lot all over the city. He was born and raised here. And Bill was a special speaker at the Old Timers Athletes Association or something like that. Exactly. It was great. It was a great event out at the Olympic Club or whatever. And Bill was the speaker. Well, these guys were falling off the chairs because they hadn't had such a wonderful prestigious speaker before right so i said to bill to, to convince him to do it i said aldo cooks trapino he's the best in the west we'll do a dinner you can invite your your closest friends we'll do it at roslyn or somewhere and it never happened and i i dropped the ball but aldo aldo really dropped the ball so i told him about it bill and i said that we were doing this pod podcast and he's like all right you know okay so Let's see what's Aldo doing. He's he he was with McGuire Real Estate as the VP, and then that was sold to Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Well, let's go back. How did you guys meet? Oh, you don't want to know. Do you really want to? Know? You don't want to know. <laughs> well, making a short story. Okay, real real short. Um, I was living with two guys on Greer and Sixteenth, and we were invited to this grand opening of a unisex hair salon in San Mateo. Um, it was called Shigeo's and Patty's. And so I'm like, I was down in the dump. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll go. So they, they convinced me to go. It was a hot day. I'm in this really cute summer dress. And in strolls this guy, all dirty and grungy. He had just finished playing rugby with his buddies. They crashed the party. They actually crashed the party because it was this really nice, lavish affair. And so a friend of his comes up to me and says, my friend wants to meet you. And I said, well, why is it your friend here? You know, why isn't he asking me or whatever? So we met at this lavish party in San Mateo and spent the night on the phone talking to each other for six hours. And Aldo was kind of a shy introvert, believe it or not. And I guess he saw something in me. We both had sports. We both loved our, I loved my Miami Dolphins. He loved his 49ers. And we just, we just hit it off from there. I mean, it was crazy, totally crazy that we met at an outdoor salon party. And he was all junky yunky, but he was Italian, so he had that on his side. That's the catch. Now, what is your daughter doing now? She's um wait, can I get back to Aldo real quick? Hold on. Because I want to tell you that he, he works for Sotheby's. They he the condition was he would he would go with Sotheby's if he could take care of his ailing parents. And also still coach at SI. He's been at St. Ignatius for 40 years. Um, and he'll never give that up. As, uh, that's his lifesaver. But um, that's what he's doing. Um, and Alex, oh, well, you know, she she got dual degrees um, and loyal at Loyola Chicago. She got an um, undergraduate in history. And then she went to the Art Institute for a master's in art. In fact, we were out there for graduation and went to what was it called? Froggies? What's your restaurant? That's, that's correct. Is it just Froggies? Froggies, Froggies right? Yes, Froggies and Highwood. Yep. Highwood, Illinois. Yep, and that was um, that was a fun trip that we took on the train out to Froggies. Delicious, great restaurant. I love the decor. But anyways, um, with two degrees, she still can't find a good, settled job. She's, you know, she always throws it in my face that 
she'll probably kill me for saying this, but she's the millennium child and the millenniums, you know, when they graduated it, we were in a recession and all this. Um, so now she's back in school. Um, she's getting a, a certificate. I have to read this. It's a certificate program in gardening for the environment. It's out on seventh Avenue and, and it's a three month course and it's ran, it's um, well sponsored by San Francisco park and rec. And she's learning all about how to compost, um, how to do gardens, certain kind of gardens that fit within the area of San Francisco. Um, and she's hoping that she'll be able to pass this on and teach it to kids growing up about the importance of composting and gardening in the city. She's, she's, she's a great, you know, that's what Alex is doing. Oh, I told her, I said, maybe, maybe I, I can get you a job at USF's garden. <sighs> I don't know. Stevie, I'm going to give you the last shot. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And you've worked with so many young people, and obviously you have advice for your daughter and others. What's the best advice you received? My best advice was never give up. Um, and if you work hard enough, you can you can get it. You can get anything you want if you believe in yourself and you work hard enough. Um, I think, I don't know, I mean, the young kid is just keep keep just keep going at it you know don't give up on your dreams or or anything like that you know it's all obtainable um i feel like i was so blessed to work for usf to be at usf because it was such a enriching program i got to meet people like bill cartwright the whole 51 the whole 51 dogs team always brings a tear to my eye because I was with them for so long. We went to the Fiesta Bowl together. We had a great time. I smoked a cigar with Bob St. Clair. Um, it's just in the Swanson, Swanson Golf Tournament, same thing. I saw that from, I was with the Swanson for 27 years. Did 27 years. Our last tournament was the last tournament I did in 2019. Um, and we went from $350. I think one year it was $350 per person to play Lake or Ocean to $3,500 for foursome to play the lake or, or 2,200 to play the ocean. So I really feel like I was a big part of building the Swanson tournament up to what it is. We have major sponsorship now um, with Genesis. I don't know, just never give up and follow your heart, but always give back, always give back to where you've worked because they've given so much to you for, for most people, you know? I've been enriched. My life has been enriched by USS. I will be forever grateful. I will volunteer. I'll go back and volunteer. Um, I hate being retired. <laughs> it's only been a year and I'm, I'm over retirement. I'm ready to go back to work. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on. You are such a special person. It, it, it takes a special person to be around somebody every day, but uh, <laughs> you are that person. and. Uh, I've always appreciated spending time with you. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I love you. you. And uh, it was it was great. You were terrific. Oh, uh, but we're not going to lose touch because uh, we still got a dinner. So I'm not worried. No, we do. We definitely have a dinner. And I definitely, um, I don't know if you play in, in baseball's tournament, the Benedetti. But um, that the Benedetti's coming up and I'm probably going to be the one volunteering out there doing it just wow. to get my little shot. I, I really do miss you, Asaf. <laughs> well, I miss you. Forward. I'm, I'm so glad I ran into dinner. you the other day. <laughs> you take care. Well, thank you so much, Julie. Thanks, you take yeah. care.